Life as a Christian is hard. So trials came. I auditioned to get into this uh, prestigious college of performing arts, and God gave me the chance to get in. I was so so blessed, and that's like was like my first test on going to a place where I had to spend most of my time, obviously dedicated and devoted to music, which used to be my hope in my idol. So it was the first test that I was like. Fighting every day, trying not to place my identity in what I do in music, which is a gift from the Lord, but not make it make that become my identity. Welcome everyone to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. I am your host Arlenis, and I am just super excited to be back with another episode. This is episode nine. Uh, my grace is sufficient for you. That title came from uh, the verse on Second Corinthians twelve nine, mm. uh, which I will have my dear friend Constanza Herrero. She will be um, sharing her testimony with us today, and she will be uh, reading this Bible verse. Thank you so much, Constanza, for Thank joining you. me. <laughs> Thanks, Arlene. It's an honor to be here. Thank yeah. you. And um, just uh, very quickly, I would like just to update you a little bit about uh, Isabel Lebron. On the previous video, I've asked everyone to be praying for her. Uh, she had a surgery on July 29th, I believe it was. And uh, today she gave a, a, another update, which I will be sharing later on. So if you were praying for her and you would like to know more about what's happening, I will be sharing that later. Please continue to pray for her, for her family and Now, the Lord will continue to encourage her through this time. Uh, for those of you who didn't hear, uh, who didn't watch the, a previous video, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, you know, as believers, you know, we are called to be faithful even in those difficult times in our lives. And um, all glory has to be for our Savior. And also just to remind you that you can now listen to our podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, Google Play, and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would love to hear your testimony. So if you would like to share your testimony live with us, please send us an email. Uh, you can find the email here on, on my profile page. And yeah, just let us know uh, how the Lord has worked in your life and continue to work in, in your life and how he took you out of darkness into light. Hmm. So as I mentioned, my dear friend Constanza, she's here with me and so grateful that you took this time to share your testimony. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank yeah, you. and I'm so happy that you're using this platform to share the hope of Jesus. So yeah, yeah. thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. How about uh, we start off with the Bible verse that yeah, I mentioned sure. from Second Corinthians uh, yeah. chapter 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will actually read from verse 7 halfway through verse 7 so it says therefore so that i would not exalt myself a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger of satan to torment me so that i would not exalt myself concerning this i pleaded with the lord three times that it would leave me but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, in insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Amen. 
Yeah. Inside, I, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, title for today's episode, My Grace is Sufficient for You, mm-hmm. um, came out from this Bible verse. And the reason why is because Constanza uh, shared with me that this was uh, her favorite, one of her favorite Bible mm-hmm. verses. It's hard to choose. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's me, always like that. I know. Right? Anytime that I've asked anyone, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. at I have to think. <laughs> but yeah. why is it like I have to tell this truth to myself each day I wake up um, because no matter how I feel, no matter um, my circumstances, God's grace is sufficient for me and I have everything I need um, in Him. So yes, um, totally. I mean, I will go more in depth when I share my testimony why this verse is so important for me, but the Lord has taught me that um, He gets the glory when we just embrace um, our weaknesses um, because His power just resides in us. It's a beautiful truth. It's such a comfort um, to hear from the Apostle Paul. I would love to know, to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want everyone to know who Constanza is. So if you would, if, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your um, upbringing your family and yeah. probably all the way to when you were first introduced to the gospel. I was born and raised in Chile, South America. And Chile is a country where people consider themselves Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the grace of God, I was born the fourth generation of a Protestant family. So my great-grandma converted got saved and she faithfully taught the gospel to my grandmother and to my mom and thankfully the gospel was shared through uh, my family but uh, when I was born actually my dad was Catholic Um, my mom it's funny she grew up as a Protestant but at the time that I was born she actually was exploring Mormon faith as well so it's like oh no (laughs) anyway so But by the grace of God, when I was four years old, my mom actually came here to the the United States to visit my aunt, uh, which was living in California. Now she's in Florida. But my aunt invited her to church, to a Protestant Christian church. And that was when God opened the eyes of my mom and my mom surrendered her life to the Lord. And as soon as she came back to Chile, she mm-hmm. decided to raise me and my little brother in the Christian faith. Mm. Uh, but my dad was still Catholic at that time. So at the beginning, they were taking turns. One Sunday, I was going to a Catholic church, another Sunday to the Protestant church. Wow. But by God's grace, it took a couple of months for my my dad to get saved. And and so since I have conscience, I was raised in a Christian family and my, both of my parents um, trusting the Lord Jesus and even for him. When I was eight, um, my dad passed away of cancer. And looking back, I see how God orchestrated everything so perfectly because um, he converted, he got saved before he got diagnosed. And that really impacted my life in so many different ways, but especially in my spiritual walk with the Lord, uh, because I witnessed since very little um, my dad battling with cancer um, in a way that 
it was so different. Although he didn't want to leave us, he he had this peace of God in his heart because he knew where he was going. And he knew also that my mom had the Lord in her heart. So that was sufficient. Um, God was going to protect her. Yeah. And so, yeah, since very little I witnessed that testimony of my mom, of my dad and also of my mom being such a young widow in her early 30s. And to see then my mom mourning the loss of my dad um, very vulnerably and very honest, but at the same time seeing her trusting God because she knew that the only strength would come from him and comfort and peace through that season and continue thanking the Lord in the midst of those circumstances and raising me and my brother in the Christian faith. Uh, and so since very early, I I just, I could not deny God's existence and his goodness. So I grew up believing that he totally exists and he's totally good. And no matter our circumstances, you know, and so when I was eight, actually just a couple months after my dad passed away, I did receive Jesus in my heart, although I don't know, I really didn't know the depth of the gospel <laughs> there. I just remember uh, my Sunday school teacher telling me what to do, what to pray. And so I I just prayed to God, like, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and He came to die for my sins, and that by believing in His death and resurrection, I would have eternal life but little did I know what it meant to live for Christ mm-hmm. so as an eight-year-old I just I felt like that's it so I grew up going to church and believing in God though I was going to a very little church like literally it was like an international church biblical church and we were actually meeting in a hotel so most of the people what? so we didn't never had a building <laughs> Wow, uh, I know it's really uh, sad. So <laughs> to put us back in context, most of the people in Chile are Catholic. So now it has growth. So praise God for that. But and so literally the only members in that church were like my family and another family, and the rest were people just passing by. <laughs> and, and so I never had Christians friend, Christian friends growing up, and and I didn't know I needed that. I was going to a school, the same school, all my life. And my friends were my friends from school. And I didn't understand at that time how much I needed to grab with or just have this Christian friends. Um, but I thought it was just normal. I'm like, I'm just, I'm the Christian, the only Christian in my school, almost like. And I just felt like that was it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so until, like, actually, even my friends, like, all did their first communion um, so that's like a um, Catholic ceremony. Um, and I remember, um, I look back and I was like, I was kind of really confident in my faith, made my faith in Christ because I told my religion teacher, like, I'm not going to do a first communion because I, I have Jesus in my heart, so I don't need it. And she was a little bit upset because I was like the best student in religion. And because I, I, I was the only one going to Sunday school, so I knew all the stories, but she was like, what she was um so you went to a catholic uh, school i didn't i was in a private school but chile is a catholic country so they keep you know doing all this um catholic traditions um so 
all my friends did it, except for me and a Jewish girl and a Muslim mm. friend. But when I was a teenager, I, I mean, looking back, I see that although I was identifying myself as a Christian and I was doing all this I was going to church, I was praying. I really, really, my identity wasn't rooted in Christ. I I grew up quite insecure, though people didn't notice that. Um, and because of that, I took refuge in music. That was my place of comfort, place that I felt like I belong and I was good at. I felt accepted, but it became my hope. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize how dangerous that is when you place your hope in something that is not God. But I just didn't know at that time. Music was that for me, sort of became an idol. And I, I had all these dreams about my career, which they're not bad things. It's just, it was, it was about me. You know, I, I just didn't see the full picture of what's my purpose in life. What else can I do with my life? And the Lord used a lot of success in my life than to point me to him and so in my teenage years I started like doing really cool projects a lot of dreams came true for me I was part of band and acting on tv on a tv series and and all the things I ever wanted it was like if I have that I will be so happy Mm. I will have true satisfaction but God um, has a really good sense of humor. And <laughs> so he gave me this and I was not mm. happy. I was, I started experiencing discontentment and feeling really empty. So, but praise God for that because I knew like, I knew that full satisfaction is found in God alone, but I just didn't know what that meant. I mm. felt like I already did everything God required of me like I receive him at Jesus I go to church I'm a I'm kind of a good girl you know um but I was in the midst of that when my friend when my cousin which is one of my best friends <laughs> we're so close she invited me to another church and and I was like yes sure this was at the end of high school and I went there and I saw so many people on fire for God and especially young people. And I was like, wait, where did they hide? Like, <laughs> I have never seen Christians of my age. And it was, it was amazing. I was like, what? Um, but the most amazing thing was that just like after three Sundays, Um, visiting this church with my cousin, God opened my eyes to understand the gospel. Until that point, I knew that Jesus was the son of God and, and that he came to die for my sins. But until that point, I didn't really understand my condition before the Lord. And I got so convicted about my sins. Until that point, I didn't really see my need of a savior. And I was so convicted. The Lord was opening my eyes to see how much I needed his forgiveness. Because there were a lot of things that I didn't see them as sins and as dishonoring him. But God opened my eyes and that was so gracious of him. And at the same time, offering me immediately his grace and forgiveness. Mm. Because there were a lot of things that, you know, are sins that only he knew. And he was the only one who would open my eyes to see. From that 
day I was, I decided to submit my life to Christ, which that's what the difference from my eight-year-old girl praying to the Lord. At that time, I was like, I want to live for you. He's calling me. Um, and I really felt like I was alive, that I was dead. Mm-hmm. And now I'm alive and I'm ready to live for Christ. And then my life as a Christian started. <laughs> and, and this is all in Chile? Or yeah. This is all in Chile then? Yeah. All of this happened? All that there. happened in Chile, but... My conversion happened a few months before I moved to Australia. Wow. So it's crazy. God is so good because what the most thing I needed was to start again. I need to start again. Mm -hmm. And so I left um, my family, though my immediate family moved with me to Australia. My mom, my brother, my stepdad. I left the rest of my family there. And not only that, I left my career I that I was building up there, lots of opportunities that came to me and I just said, No, I just I just need to go and I wanna grow in the Lord in this new life and I wanna go to college and study music and I just wanna just start again. Mm-hmm. And so that's where my journey as a Christian and started in Australia. Mm. yeah it's very interesting something that you said because before your conversion all that you really had was like knowledge of christ yeah but it wasn't a true transformation of your Mm -hmm. heart which happens to a lot of people Mm -hmm. to get to that stage of feeling remorse and feeling guilty of your sins that you have offended a holy a holy god Mm -hmm. you know and it's just it's the lord himself who does the work through his word and how wonderful and gracious it is from him that he does that work through his word yeah. in our hearts. And he, only him. It's only by like, grace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what uh, leads you and your family? What is the, the main reason why you move out to um, Australia? For like work reasons with my family. And so we moved there. I knew we were going to move there. Uh, though I was not quite ready because I had all this um, work project. So I didn't know when I would go. Um, but when I converted, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to plan to do this and I'm going to do it. Mm. So, and God was so faithful in my last service in my church in Chile, there was this brother in Christ who I didn't know, but he was coming back from Perth, Western Australia, which is the city I lived. Mm-hmm. And he told me, cause, um, cause they prayed for me because I was leaving Chile and he was coming back from Perth and he was like, Hey, like you're going to a city that I've been living in the last two years and I've been going to this church, so you should check it out. Wow. That church actually became my home all those years living in Australia, um, St. Matt's Chantum Park. So shout out to you guys. I love you, family. (laughs) My Aussie friends. Yeah. And such a beautiful church. And I praise God for bringing me to a church that there was sound teaching, faithful to the word of God. That's what I needed because I felt so lost. I knew all these stories about Christ, but I didn't really knew how to read my Bible until that point. So God appointed me beautiful friends and I started serving um, the worship team. And it's just like, it was so precious. Um, Life as a Christian is, is hard. So trials came. First of all, I... 
I auditioned to get into this uh, prestigious college of performing arts and God gave me the chance to get in. I was so, so blessed. And that's like, was like my first test on going to a place where I had to spend most of my time, obviously dedicated and devoted to music, which used to be my hope in my adult. So it was the first test that I was like, fighting every day, trying not to place my identity in what I do in music, which is a gift from the Lord, but not make it, make that become my identity. Uh, it was really hard, but God w- was keeping me all the time. Uh, though there were times I wanted to give up because it was mm. really competitive, really hard. Um, and he blessed me with Christian friends and um, we started having like prayer meetings on campus. We were very, like the percentage of Christians was like very little, wow. <laughs> but God was still moving hearts. Even though one of my friends got converted and so precious. Those years were like the first couple of years were just growing in the Lord until my senior year. So that be 2015, um, 2016, that it was very stressful there was a lot going on in my life and it was just um too much I started experiencing a lot of anxiety um even panic attacks in the day of my thesis like it was just a lot um yeah I was in a relationship as well with a Christian man that um I thought it was gonna I was gonna marry him you know we were almost close to like three years together and and so I had that and the relationship wasn't going that well and I had on top of that my my last year of college where I had my thesis my graduation recital and I just wanted to do it so well I was serving a church and there was a lot and I felt so overwhelmed but I just pushed through it I just didn't sit I didn't even have a moment to sit still Mm -hmm. I just sort of fake it I was just like I'm going to do this I'm strong I can do it and yeah the Lord is with me he's my strength I can do it (laughs) but um when I graduated and everything went well praise God for keeping me and strengthening me he was indeed my strength during that time but I was so overwhelmed Arlene I was just tired I was anxious I was full of fear and that made me get really sick like I saw like six different specialists because my body was reacting towards all the stress it was just such a mess but that's where God meets you when you're like when you think you can do it on your own but you you're not realizing until God graciously meets you in the midst of your um, weaknesses. Um, there's actually a passage if I can share of course, the Bible. Yeah. Um, this is a story or of Mary and Martha, two sisters. I'm going to read this passage really yeah, quickly for you guys. So while they were traveling, uh, Jesus entered a village and a, woman, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Um, she had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks and she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, 
you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. I didn't see that when I was overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I wish I could, but at the same time, God had the right timing to show this truth to me. I started feeling really ashamed of my feelings of fear. I felt like I was failing my Savior, my God, as a daughter because I was so anxious. I just didn't know and everything was upsetting to me. I was so discontent. <laughs> But the beautiful thing about this word is that God, like Jesus meets you in your weakness and he graciously gives us the cure for a weary heart. He's right there next to us um, to... To help us. And so it came to a point that I decided to seek help. So I started going to counseling because my anxiety was too big. I was like, I need help. And that was a huge step. That was the Lord giving me the confidence to just ask help. Mm -hmm. um, and that was so helpful. I went to like Bible counseling and she helped me so much. Um, to just order my thoughts and everything that I was going through. And I was improving in that. Um, my prayers became more intentional to God in being more honest and raw, like we see in the Psalms. I love the Psalms, how we see David approaching God with so much confidence and be so honest about his suffering and then declaring the truth of God. And so that we can hold on to that and not in our feelings. Mm -hmm. And so as it started having all these uh, big steps <laughs> in my faith and when my relationship with this person that I thought I was going to marry ended and I was devastated, <laughs> devastating. And so I went down again and it was so hard. It was so hard and I didn't know I felt like I also realized that I was placing my hope into that because once God took it, I just felt like, what's my future now? Like, mm. what's, I don't know what to do. And I, I was graduated already from uni and I had to put out music. Like I felt all this pressure and I just didn't know how to do anything. I just felt so insecure, so anxious about everything. Laura continue to sustaining me with his truth and he opened my eyes through that dark time uh, feeling really sad to tell me that his grace is sufficient mm -hmm. and that he gets the glory when we go through suffering and that he intends everything of these trials for our good mm -hmm. because he's a good father and a good father um yeah disciplines us like Hebrews and Proverbs says, and I could see beauty in the midst of darkness. And that was precious. So, so precious. And I started to also share my, my sufferings with others. And that allowed my friends also to share their stories with me. And I was, I started to see all this beauty and coming from God. Um, yeah. God working in us through suffering And my life completely changed. It's it's funny because I was still there. I was still with my sorrow. I was in the midst. I was crying every day. But in the midst of it, I was having this 
joy, this weird joy that only comes from him and this satisfaction that I knew, you know, God was with me um, all the way. I actually took a trip to uh, Israel in the midst of that. I needed to just get out. I mean, I had the blessing to do it with my mom and it was just a trip of perspective about life and how Jesus is so real, no matter my feelings and circumstances and he's worth living for and he's worth going through every single suffering. Um, and so I was do, I started to do well again. I remember exactly the day I laughed in Israel for the first time after not laughing because it hurt my mm-hmm. stomach. And I was like, this feels so weird. And then a couple months passed by and I started to planning to come to LA for a recording session and started to, okay, I'm just going to put up music. I wrote a lot of sad songs, <laughs> a lot of raw songs, uh, but always like trying to bring the hope of Christ and pointing people to Christ and feeling like hopeful. Yes, God, I can see the fruit. I feel like this is it, right, God? <laughs> when I went to do my annual um, breast ultrasound check, I've been checking this um since I was 17 um because I have a lot of cysts and but nothing has come bad so I just check myself every year and I went to my appointment and they told me that I need to get a biopsy because it looks very bad one of my cysts and he literally the the doctor was very brutally honest he was like it looks like you have um breast cancer and so we need to check this out I was like (laughs) Wait, wow. Um, but I I see that. I look back. I remember that week where you had you had I had my biopsy and I had to wait about a week to for the results. And it was such a gift from God. It was a reminder that He's in control of everything, and that life is so precious and to that point I was so fear I was so fearful of so many things I was anxious about little things and God made me like open my eyes to see things in perspective and I was like Lord I pray that your will be done and at the same time Lord I really I really not want to live without fears of course fears will come and anxiety is part of me but I like I promise you that I will try to bring this anxiety to him and and I'll honor you but at the same time I was like may your will be done same as Jesus Mm -hmm. did um in the garden of Gethsemane and I was like I was experiencing this peace I was anxious and experiencing peace at the same time because I mean since very little I since my dad passed away that I grew up as an anxious child because I didn't want anything bad to happen to me and I knew it would happen because it's like my dad passed away why would another thing come to me mm-hmm. and so in my mind I was like maybe I, I will have cancer so I was preparing myself to that and at the same time I see that that is probably not a bad thing either because it will bring glory to God mm-hmm. the good news is was that I, I didn't have cancer and and that I changed me so much. I started to just enjoy every day more. And until today, you know, then I moved here. Like, it's been like a crazy ride. I started to take the steps of like, I moved on my own here. I don't think I've, I would have done it before. You and know, what, when did you um, move to LA? I moved to LA like a, 
a year after this happened. Um, so I moved to LA last year, the beginning of last year. 2019. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had to do another biopsy a couple months before coming here because it was another suspicious thing. But it was like another reminder of God be like, you know, my life is in your hands. Another reminder of depending on him. Mm -hmm. And I moved here. God opened the doors and again providing me with a home church, which is Grace Community Church, how we met and mm -hmm. and been so faithful, so so gracious. And anxiety is still part of my life, as I said. Um, fear is still in me, but the difference I would say is that now I know that I have to just go with him with all of this and that he will take care of me and the beauty that it is to just share uh, my weaknesses with others and I see how worthy it is to to live with those weaknesses and mm -hmm. so if someone gets encouraged as I've been encouraged by hearing the stories of friends going through trials and still trusting God then I said to the Lord well if someone will, if you're going to be glorified, someone is going to get to know you through my story, then let it be done, you know. Amen. And thank you for um, for opening, you know, your heart to us today and just mm. letting us in and getting to know you a little better with mm. all the craziness and um, mm. that it's happening even now. Yeah. Um, and how is, how has this past couple of months been for you since you know because we've been in this pandemic and yeah. your family is yeah, back in all, Australia right yeah. in Chile, in Chile yeah. and then you're <laughs> living here by yourself mm. so how do you find yourself that the Lord has used this time to yeah. grow you and to totally continue to work in your life totally um I mean it's another place where it's so uncertain and it's like okay another time to trust God because I know he's He's sovereign. He's still sovereign. He's still, um, Christ still in the throne. And so it's another time to um, grab the scripture and just read more to get to know him and just abide in him and his truth um, when everything's in chaos. But of course, it's sad to have my family so far away. But at the same time, I'm very grateful for this time. I, I know it's been crazy for many people and for everyone, but for some, obviously, it's been really sad losing people out of this virus and all the other things that are coming out of this crisis. But God has used his time to pause me because I I start working and never stop. And it was a really good time for me to be still and to see things in perspective and to also getting closer to my family. We're reading, like we started a year plan in the Bible and we're enjoying it long distance, you know. It's been really sweet to see what these things causes us to to do how God used this time of uncertainty to draw closer to him. I can't wait to it to be over though, but just <laughs> trusting that God is just yeah. still working thing his good plans and purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. So maybe if you can start getting ready for oh, the yeah. song. So I've asked uh, Constanza, like I said, to finish up with the song for us today. And uh, before as she is getting ready, I just want to remind you again to just be praying for our dear sister, Isabel LeBron. Uh, she has some more procedures that needs to be done in the next 
couple of weeks or months ahead. Um, but um, you can also come back on my on the profile page here as I will be sharing a little bit more of her update as she shared today. And also just reminding you guys that you can uh, sign up or follow, subscribe, like <laughs> here on Instagram, follow us, or also you can follow us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes podcast, and Google Play. Feel free to uh, share with your friends and family. I just hope that this can be an encouragement for those who are believers, but also that those who are not believers will also be encouraged to question their own salvation and their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Constanza, so tell me a little bit about this song that you're singing for us today. Yeah, actually, this song I read it uh, I, like a year ago. It was about this time last year. As I said, like, I mean, as Christians, we need to remind ourselves of the truth every single day, even memorizing scripture. But for me, music, it's so powerful. So I had the scripture of Isaiah 55 that I needed to, you know, believe so strongly, like, for my thoughts are not your thoughts and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So I was like... <laughs> telling this to myself and then it just became a song i was just i need i got inspired god inspired me to write this song what and is it called it's called refuge in the king refuge in the king yeah, and this actually, is by constanza yeah. this song by constanza jesus my king my days are in your hands and there is goodness in all your perfect plans so when my heart cries in fear how long oh lord i will fight back trusting in your steadfast love as i remember your faithfulness of all i place my hope Grace that comes. So when my tears say to me, Where is your God? I will fight back, holding fast your holy word. Your ways are higher than my ways, your thoughts are higher than my thoughts are trusting.